So yeah, we, we showed up launch Sunday, which was March 27th, 2016. Um, wow, yeah. you remember that. I So I, I remember that because March 27th is when we're, we're aiming to launch the Marion now that's, Campus. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. My name is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I am joined by our Sin City missionary, Chad Grigsby. Nice to be here with you, Jason. It's nice to be here with you, too. We have our very good friend. Yes, very good friend. We don't have any guests that aren't friends, I do we? Well... <laughs> I just feel like we say that every time. <laughs> well, yeah, just kidding. Wow, that was awkward. Now you can think about. Now you can. Think about, really I, now you I can yeah, now you can think I'm back. kidding. Well, he's really your boss. My new boss. Yeah, I prefer to think that we get to. I just have the pleasure of working with Chad. See, it's I funny not, because that's, like that's a, what Chad says about me, and it's not, not like true. He tells me what to do. You will tell Chad what to do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I will. I'll check in on what Chad <laughs> is doing, and I'm sure it will be great. And Chad actually will be able to critique my my messages, and so maybe oh. Chad will actually be the boss in no, this dynamic. Maybe. No, I don't critique messages. Yeah, well, so yeah, well, and no. oh, it's Paul Pretty. Paul, Paul Pretty, ladies and gentlemen, podcast. Paul Hello. Pretty. Thank but you. Paul and I I'm also we led student ministry together yeah. for well three years. It's two, like three a years. family reunion or something. Yes. Yeah. We took many a trips together. He was actually at the camp trip where I realized my disdain for that um, horrible Michael W. Smith song, the fight my battle song. Yeah. 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 Okay. You yeah. were there for that. I was there yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, that camp was interesting. You know, I got the joy experience. of standing next to Jason at the Southern Baptist convention while he sang that song. <laughs> I did not sing that song. I stood there and yeah, I, while Michael W. Smith sang that song. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I'm like, no. I would never open no, my but mouth. We were for there that. with Michael W. <laughs> Smith together. Yep. It's true. So, and then like when we shared an office, he would just like at random times, like, I would start play playing it. it in the background <laughs> and then it would get in my head, but I didn't yeah. realize that it was playing cause it was so soft. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm yeah. like seeing it in my head. I'm like, Which is this a great is a move on your, part I got a lot of mileage out of that. I'll be honest. <laughs> horrible. So I, so if you don't know, Paul, yeah, big announcement here. Paul's planting the Marion campus of LifePoint. Yes. And I'm going to be working with you on a temporary basis. Correct. Uh, part-time, helping with some music. Yes. L not just helping, leading. Leading music. the music. Yeah. yeah. Out at the and Marion campus. Chad is incredible. So well, it's, yeah, Paul, really good. That's very. I don't think I've ever actually like seen or heard you we just sang lead, really we just sang sunflower by post malone yeah. together. but i'm saying like from <laughs> the stage <laughs> i mean I, I guess we kind of have a stage we too, we like. literally before the podcast were singing <laughs> sunflower yeah. together it wasn't embarrassing so at what's all. great about this whole thing is every time i've shared with somebody that um chad's going to be our worship pastor at marion everybody sort of looks at me in this like chad there's like this up speak this. like chad and i'm like yeah he's amazing and they're like that's amazing, and it is. And I'm, I'm well, excited. that's that's and very kind of you to, to yep. share. When I when I you don't have to say that though. When I tried out, it's the truth. When I tried out with our worship team, um, the the guys, I said I forgot the bridge lyrics. You were there, Paul, yeah. and I I didn't print the bridge lyrics because I was like I know the bridges so well. And then I totally spaced on the bridge on the second song, 
And I said, well, you guys get the idea. I'm a little bit rusty. And Caleb from Westerville said, no, man, that's that's patina. It's not rust. <laughs> that's patina. That's right. So that's what that's been yeah. my favorite quote yeah. from that. They were very kind yeah. uh, during that I'm time. Excited. So me too. Yeah, that'll be good. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Paul. Yeah, but you like to make it about yourself. So just kidding. Wow. I'm, I'm wow. kidding. Wow. I thought that was gonna be like man. a joke, but Brutal. Not. Wow. wow. I was considering asking if you wanted to come back and do student ministry for Mary and Jason. So <laughs> I would rather yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> not that might be right um, I'm sorry. I, I really thought that was it funny. It was funny. It was funny. You're very funny. But yeah. six years ago, you were not at, at a church. Correct. And now you're about to plant one. Correct. Yes. Which is a really compelling story. It is. Yeah. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about that journey and how we got here? Yeah, um, it is like thinking back, my wife, Maddie, and I like sometimes are sitting on our couch and we're like, how did we get here? I mean, it's yeah. it's really crazy to think about. So I'll, I'll give a short pre-version. I'll go into a little bit more detail, hopefully. But I, I wasn't allowed to go to church as a kid. Um, the first time I ever went to a church was when I was 17. Um, a high school basketball coach took me to a church and I would have I knew a lot about the Bible. I knew a lot about Jesus, but through a a distorted lens um, and a, not a biblical lens. And so while I would have said, yeah, I'm a, I know who Jesus is. Like I would literally like calling myself a Christian is not something I really would have done in my teen years. I started going to a church a little bit, you know, in high school would have said, yeah, I'm a Christian, but Jesus had no authority in my life. Like I lived how I wanted to live, did what I wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, when, my wife and I, we were in, engaged at the time, and we were uh, living however we, we wanted to live and doing really whatever we wanted to do. And again, we would have said, yeah, Christian, sure, but no bearing on our life at all mm. uh, until we got invited to this church plant in Delaware. Um, yeah. So, that's so who we invited you to church? Yeah. So it came through um, my soon-to-be mother-in-law, and she had been invited by a coworker. Uh, a lady named Lindsay Motter who goes to the yeah. Lewis Center campus. And sh- Lindsay had told my mother-in-law, um, hey, LifePoint Church I go to in Lewis Center is starting another campus in Delaware. Do you guys want to go? And Sarah, my soon-to-be mother-in-law, invited Maddie, um, and then Maddie therefore invited me, and I didn't want to go. I was like, no, I, I don't really want to do that. And Maddie was like, no, we're going. Um, sometimes, you know, Spouses, soon-to-be spouses, have the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> Sometimes they sound like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. they have her sense of humor, too. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we, we showed up launch Sunday, which was March 27th, 2016. Um, wow, yeah, you remember that. I So I, I remember that because March 27th is when we're, we're aiming to launch the Marion now that's, campus. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. 2022. So I remember we walked in, and, and Delaware was renting this old uh, church in Delaware right downtown. And I, I walked in. I've, I've shared this story a ton of times. But I remember literally walking in. Like, the building smelled weird. Like, people were happy, and that weirded me out. And, <laughs> you know, the pastor looked like he was 12. You know? <laughs> and he was. He still and does. He, he still and and he was. Yeah. Kind and, of. And I know people will say that about me, too. But I, I didn't, like, I was just like, okay, I don't know what to do. And I felt this weird tension in my soul because I knew I wasn't allowed, quote unquote, to be there according to like 
my dad, you know, what I'd been raised yeah. in. And mm-hmm. so I felt this weird tension of like, can I be here? Mm. Like, is this okay? I don't really know. And I, I, I didn't really want to go back. And, and Maddie was like, no, we're going back. And I was like, okay. mm. you know, just sort of following along. Mm. And so that's really how it started. And yeah. I hope you'll tell that story the first Sunday at Marion about how yeah. you, are yeah. you going to tell that? Like, you know, the dates matching up and stuff. That would be I've really been cool. so um, fixated on getting this facility ready that yeah. I haven't thought out yeah. Sunday one in terms of a message standpoint. That would be, that's a powerful moment. Like it, six years ago, I was attending yeah. LifePoint yeah. in Delaware. Yeah. Now uh, I'm, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Does Lindsay Motter, does she take credit for? She should. Have you ever talked to her about I've that? Told, I've, I've shared this with her. Um <laughs> You know what's interesting is Dean said a few weeks ago before Christmas Eve to invite somebody to Christmas Eve service. Dean's the pastor at LifePoint where we're all connected. He's also our Ohio Valley Regional Director. I'm sure everybody who who would listen would know that. But if you don't know Dean, that's him. And he said 86% of people, if invited, will come to church. Mm. And what's interesting in your story is that you have a basketball coach who took you to church. Yeah. So that's how that was the first connection you had. Yeah. And then a, a girl invited you. Yeah. A lady invited you. And so it's 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 a powerful thing to think that an invitation could be that life-changing for people. Yeah, not and like I like to think about it, it's not just life-changing for me. Like it's eternity changing for me, it's eternity changing for my wife, and Lord willing, eternity changing for our kids. Like this drastically reshapes the history of our family. Mm-hmm. A family that was literally, no, you can't do this to you no, know, like this is how we what this is what we give our lives to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, ju- that's a huge deal. And so, you know, maybe you guys are you know, asking the questions like, how do you, I guess, how do you get from walking in six years ago and being like, I don't know, this is weird to, yeah, we're going to launch March 27, 2022. Um, and I give so much credit to the intentionality and just the genuine, like personal investment, um, from both Kale uh, Boer, who's the teaching pastor at a Delaware campus, and his wife, Morgan, uh, to Maddie, Kale to me. Mm. Um, just incredible the way that they discipled us, even sometimes without us really realizing it. Yeah. So we've actually we've actually had Kale on the podcast before, and he shared a little bit about his side of the story of just yeah. like the organic kind of way that things happened and his friendship with you and how he raised you up. And so kind of as you think about some of those things that you did and maybe that you didn't even realize he was doing, but yep. what were some of the, like the most helpful things that Kale did in uh, your discipleship and then also preparing you to plant? Yeah, we got a front row seat to, I guess, the, a planter life. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kale and Morgan, they would invite us over to their house and we would play, um, is it Settlers or Travelers of Catan? Settlers of Catan, Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Yeah. And Kale is annoyingly stick. good at that game. Um, like, so it's almost embarrassing we played for years, and I think I may have won a single game. And maybe that just speaks to how terrible I am at that game. But anyway, so we would go over to their house, and we would just we would hang out. We would hang out with their kids, and we would eat dinner together. And we didn't have kids at the time. And at, when we first started hanging out, like, we were um, – you know, we weren't married. We were living together. And there was this, like, dynamic of – like, Kayla and Morgan were so behind the scenes praying for us. Like, God, would you just blow their lives up in the best way? And at the same time, God God was answering that prayer in our hearts, mm. where eventually, I remember we got to this point, 
driving home from life group after being invested in as friends from them, other people beginning to talk to us. And it was the first time in our lives we'd ever been around genuine Christian community. Like We'd never had that. We'd never seen people who really wanted to know who Jesus was and help others know who Jesus was. And so it was this totally different world that we entered in. And I remember driving home from life group one night um, after probably hanging out that week with the Boers, and both Maddie and I, by the grace of God, um, got to this point at the same place of, we say we believe in this Jesus, but Jesus has zero impact on our life. We need to make drastic changes to follow him because what we see all around us is people following him and their lives look drastically different. And we want that and we need that. And we, we want to do that. We don't know what that means, but we want to make changes. Mm-hmm. And so that was a real just pivotal moment for us. But it came through just intentional friendship and like mm-hmm. them genuinely caring about us as people. And I know they were just pleading for us um, in prayer behind the scenes that I'm sure we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, one of my favorite stories that you tell is you all, You also have Kale, you had Kale and uh, Morgan, but you also had Brian and Heidi Fry yes. who poured a ton into you too. Such a big and I, I love the story that you told at, well, you've told it multiple times, but at assessment, I was yeah. in the room when you were talking about that like biggest fear or something. Can you tell that story yeah. too? So I think, I think we need, like a, as planters, we need to be thinking about like how can we genuinely just love people, build relationships with people, but how can we sort of sprinkle in intentionality and like vision and the vision and like the pushing Brian Fry, that dude. So I remember he, we're we're just so fortunate to have a benevolent meddler. Yes. Yes. Literally. Yes. Yeah. He tried to get me to plan. I was like, dude, that's never going to happen. But so now I'm helping. Yeah. So it's kind of, he kind of spoke that into existence too. Yeah. So, um, you know, early on in this walk, we were like, yeah, we're going to follow Jesus. And, um, like, you know, we're just excited. And I remember Brian and Heidi had Maddie and I over. And um, this was, like, very early on. And, and we were like, yeah, we're in and we love Jesus. And um, he, he and Heidi had us sit down independently, take a note card, and they said, we want you to write down the scariest thing God could ever ask you to do independently. Don't talk to each other first. Like, take a second to pray. Write it down. And so, so he it was a note card. It wasn't a tear sheet. It wasn't a, you know, <laughs> a giant post-it. Yeah, I'm sure. Given the opportunity, it, it would have been. It probably turned into a tear sheet. Yeah, at some point. So like, you have your biggest fear on top, and then you're going to draw, yeah. you know, these these lines. Uh, vertical lines. Yeah. Did know, he split start that, or is that just a Nam thing? I don't know. I don't know. He's the godfather of tear sheets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think was so. the national Brian. If you're listening to this, I appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, write down your scariest thing God could ever ask you to do independently. And we independently wrote down our answers. We flipped our cards around and both of us had written plant a church. Mm. Holy cow. Yeah. And we hadn't like talked about it. It was just the craziest thing. And Brian and Heidi both looked at us and and they said, we feel like God's probably going to ask you to do that someday. And so you need to pray about that and start preparing. (laughs) And again, this is like, like day two, you know, like, (laughs) Hey, (laughs) welcome plant a church. And so, what that did for us, though, is it said when you follow Jesus, the mindset is multiply. Mm. Like, this is what you do. Mm. You, you follow Jesus, and you help others do the same. And that means you, you go wherever yeah. God would take you. So, so how did you have that language, though? Because you're, you're so new. Mm-hmm. You've not really been in church much your whole life. I don't know what Maddie's background is. And you're... You're just getting acclimated to LifePoint, but you both had the language to say plant a church. 
Well, but I, I because we'd had a front row seat to Kalen Morgan. So how long had this been though? And uh, honestly, I'm Maddie would I'm sure have the specific timeline, but I would say within the first couple months, few so months. So you've been two months at a church months, plant. I don't know. Yeah, you just brand new into kind of actively following Jesus and plant a church is already so that's how how on the forefront it yes. was, you know, with Delaware getting started and yes. stuff. That yeah, that language, that vocabulary, that like. DNA. DNA, yeah. And and what Brian then did, speaking of like we need relationships and just community, but we need somebody to push us. Brian, like I was working in the marketplace at the time in Westerville, and he's like, hey, man, I want you to come to um, Washington with me, or I want you to go to Texas with me. He would just bring me with him, and we'd go to these different conferences, and like he just so – he was just so persistent in like I'm going to like – we're just going to incubate this couple mm-hmm. and like – put these strategic t- touch points and trust God to do what he's going to do through those touch points. Mm. And we were like, okay. Um, yeah. And, and I think the heart and what's, what's hilarious is when we said that, like we turned those note cards around, Maddie said, I'll go anywhere, but Marion, <laughs> she did not. I've, it's the truth. <laughs> she would, she would, if you were sitting right, I wish you were sitting here too. She would be uh. like, yeah. And it's been amazing to see what God has done in her heart that she is so excited and so thankful that we're planting where we're planting. So why don't you tell that story? Yeah. yeah. How did you land on Marion? Cause How long it, can these podcasts be? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go from, I'm never going to plant there to plant there. What's the story? Yeah. Um, like I said, how long How long do you have? Um, <laughs> we so have four and a half minutes for this part of the podcast. Okay, great. No, Thank I'm you. kidding. Just, you take, know, you, take your time. So <laughs> I think... Um, and I'm, I'm sure anybody who's planted, you felt this and anybody who's thinking about it, you felt this when, because Kayla and Morgan became our best friends. We became very close with them. We knew their like when we walked in the door, their kids would come running to us. Uh. Like we were family and, w- and we are, uh-huh. um, maybe I did need those tissues. Uh. And the hardest thing for us in planting was being willing to leave the relationships because those relationships are what changed our eternity Mm. and being willing to say you have this vision like when we started having kids it's like man our kids will be on the same soccer teams and like they'll Mm. be in the same schools and and we can trust when we send them over to their house like they're safe and like you have this sort of this ideal and this vision of what your life's going to be in this amazing, healthy, gospel-centered church. And you're like, this is so great. And then when you sort of step back and say, well, no, other people need to be able to experience this too. And so because we so desire other people to experience the thing that we've experienced, we need to be willing to say, we love you, church family, family, but we need to go do this in another location so that other people can have the same experience and they can know Jesus and they can have their lives and and eternity's transformed. And so getting to that root level of it's bigger than, it's not about me. It's not about Maddie. It's not about us. It's about, it's about the gospel. And it's about Jesus saving people. And for whatever reason, God has placed us and shaped us and done all these things in our lives to set us up for that. And to say no would be a tragedy. And so that sounds dramatic, but it really would be. Um, so when it comes to, like, how did Maddie get to that point? So what we started seeing, um, I remember it, w- it was a couple years later from that note card flip moment. Um, 
and we had just sort of been doing just taking steps like i went from you know uh pagan um (laughs) (laughs) i went from that to like once i started following jesus like oh man like i have a lot of relationships with guys in college still because i was Mm -hmm. not that far out of college and so i started reaching out to guys and like hey let's grab coffee and we're going to study the bible and i'm going to share the gospel with you and like there was some fruit from that and kale was like hey man like why don't you be our college director? I'll pay you like a hundred dollars a year. And I was like, sweet. A hundred dollars a year. Yeah. And we, you know, we did that. And then, uh. and then, you know, we took another step. We took another step and Maddie, because like God was in, you know, working in her heart. She just, she took these steps. We took these steps together and we saw God moving and, and shaping and like increasing. It was like, okay, God, like we see you. And after a couple of years of just taking more and more steps, um, Dean and Kale said, Hey, we think you're ready for assessment. Um, we were like, okay, if you say so. Um, if Dean says so, it's like, all right. <laughs> okay, boss. You um, are then. It was probably a lunch with Dean, wasn't it? It wasn't. No, literally, it was oh. great. I was in my office, and Kale knocks on my door. He's like, hey, man, um, Dean and I think you're ready for assessment. You guys want to do that? And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can so, I think of... Uh, can and I so it was like, where? And um, and Kale's like, well, you know, maybe... And I, I did end up going into Dean's office and being like, where? And he's like, man, I think there's a couple different places. I think Marion is, is one of those potentials, but you guys need to pray about it. And I remember it was like a day after that, um, we went to our life group, and um, it, we hadn't told anybody that we were going to begin going through this process. And somebody said, you know, man, Marion really needs, like, could really benefit from a church like LifePoint. And, like, simultaneously, like, four or five other couples sort of said the same thing. And we were like, well, we've never heard the voice of God, but that's it um Mm. and what we then the next sunday at church i met a couple from marion the next sunday i met like two couples from marion the next sunday after that it was like another four couples from marion and it was like okay god that seems abundantly clear and at that point it was like maddie i think specifically just so much build up trust that god is faithful um, because of so many different experiences that i don't have time to go to go through in this so many different things that happened in those four years that only God could do that. Like only God could, could could sustain us through that. And so it was like, okay, if you say that's where we need to go, we know that you're going to take care of us. Whether that means we go and step out of faith and it is a, from the world's perspective, an epic failure, whatever. It's like, okay, you're, you're faithful and we're in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So the <laughs> biggest fear planted church, Maddie said, probably won't do that, but anywhere would be Anywhere but Marion. Yeah. I mean, it's, I remember, <laughs> I think I heard J.D. Greer say one time, oh, how our Heavenly Father loves the word never. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I know I one time I said I would never do middle school ministry. <laughs> and, then, and then I got, uh, I, I actually loved, life. yeah, I loved middle school. Ministry. Actually, I liked it maybe a little bit more than high school. It was just, yeah. but. I said I would never do it, and then of course, like two years later, I'm working at LifePoint, and half of <laughs> Dude, my job middle is middle school, school ministry. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, great, man. It's incredible. It is incredible. Well, I think because when we say never, like the clear answer is God did that, not you. Yeah, and that's that's what it should be about. It's mm-hmm. like I I have no business doing this, but if God's in it, and for whatever reason He's choosing to use us, like okay, great, thank you, <laughs> you know. And when we when it's so like out of the realm of possibility, I think it just glorifies the Lord so much mm-hmm. greater. Mm-hmm that makes sense it does it does so you're launching in what a month and a half seven weeks maybe seven weeks getting real man it is getting real yeah 
it's, it's getting more real for me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the unique and encouraging ways that you've seen God working as you've been preparing to launch? Yeah. So we have uh, multiple life groups meeting in Marion at this point, which is great. Um, and I think what's really cool is like what we see in scripture. Um, if you look at Acts and you have um, Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas's sort of missionary journeys, what you see is wherever they go, um, God is already working on people in that city, in, the, in that area. Like mm. that's a fact. Mm-hmm. He's working on people. And so what's really, really fun is, is when you sense and through the scriptures, through prayer, through community, since you're supposed to go somewhere and then when you get there you see that oh yeah god is doing stuff already like he's way ahead of us and you just get to see it and so i think what's been cool is like how many people god is working on in marion how many um faithful folks live there and have lived there for decades and how much that city and its people just like they need hope um as we all do so, yeah, it's just been really cool to see that God is working on so many already. And we just were the fortunate ones to, to get to step in to, like, rally those people together. I think that's one of the things I enjoy most about this process is, like, sometimes it just takes a person to say, hey, we're meeting here. And people are like, oh, great. I would love to go to that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have 18 people in your living room just because you said, hey, we're going to meet here. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just sort of waiting for that invitation. Yeah. And for whatever reason, nobody had made it. Mm-hmm. So some people may not know that in this process, oh boy. you've spent 14 months, 16 months. More. What are we at now? I don't know. Too many. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised you didn't say your house renovation. I thought well, that was going to be the most unique and encouraging thing that's happened. Well, me. that is incredibly encouraging as well, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. You bought a house. Bought a house. Beautiful you thought, house. You thought... Mm, 10 grand worth of work to yeah. get this yep. thing going. You have very little home remodeling um, skills. And then what happens, Paul? When Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah, buy this house, maybe 10 grand. We start doing a project and we realize, I mean, it is a, it is a train wreck. Like it's a miracle that it didn't burn to the ground. <laughs> I mean, the wiring is, it's all knob and tube. If you know any of that term, I mean, just horrifyingly bad, like, no, like walls that had been, like the supports had been removed, load-bearing walls, not, you know, having anything to support the load. I mean, just, mm. so we ended up removing like six tons of plaster, like mm. barrel by barrel. It's a three-story house. Um, redoing the electrical completely, every outlet, every fixture, new HVAC, new flooring, new drywall, new, I mean, it's a, it's everything. Windows? Um, not yet. Okay. Yeah, we got a healthy quote for that. <laughs> but what was crazy is in terms of like God's in it. So like I really felt so strongly that we needed to be in Marion in fall of 2020. I told Maddie, I was like, look, we, we need to be in the community because we need to build relationships. Like I just want to be there. Like I want to be just feeling the city. And she's like, well, you're nuts because we're not in a financial position to do that. And I was like, okay, well, let's get there. And so honestly, that started like probably almost a year before we knew we were supposed to plant. We started aggressively just looking at everything in our life to say, how can we set ourselves up Mm. to be able to actually do this? So we ended up just doing all these different things. We buy this house, it's a crazy story and how we got connected. Like we showed up at a random um, open house. It was COVID. 
so they don't do open houses. We didn't have an agent. This woman walks up. We're like, hey, can you show us this house? And she's like, are you working with anyone? We're like, no. She's like, okay, sure. And she starts talking throughout the conversation. She's like, sorry if I seem distracted. You know, my son and his, his wife are having a baby today. And we're like, we know somebody having a baby today. And it turns out this real estate agent, her son was one of the, they were the couple that said, Marion needs a life point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was like, okay, God. Because we prayed on the way there. Like, God, if you want us in this city, make it abundantly clear or wow. slam the door in our face. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. And then the, the, how, the couple we bought the house from, they wanted to plant a church in Canton. So like, that was awesome. And all that to say, like, we didn't have money for this. And literally every time we would run into like a $10,000 issue, someone in our family or somebody awesome or whoever would say like, hey, here's, here's like $9,000. We felt like you guys could use that. And it was like, <laughs> and yeah. like, and so you just sort of kept it like God is faithful. Yeah. God is faithful. God is faithful. And the more we just keep pushing, sort of joking with Jason about before this, it's like God's going to take care of it. And mm. it's not that you need to be reckless or negligent. Like we shouldn't do that. We should plan. Um, you know, we should we should do those things. But like, if God's in it, He's 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 so faithful. Mm. And sometimes it takes getting far beyond your comfort zone to see Him be faithful, yeah. because. Like, I mean, that could have gone really poorly for us. Yeah. Like, really, really poorly. <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see it how is. it plays out for him. Yeah. <laughs> but it went well. Yeah. And yeah. two weeks ago, we had 18 people in our living room. Wow. And that was such a huge praise because that's mm. why we did this. We wanted to have, yeah, we wanted to do this thing. And this house is kind of a metaphor, you know, like Marion has some brokenness. They've got some, like any community, yes. they've got some. Uh, things that need to be removed, uh, some supports that need to be reinforced, some old ways that are set in like electrical that need to be ripped out and replaced. And so there's, there's, there's in a sense, uh, uh, what you guys are setting out to do and planting is kind of what you've been doing with your, your own lives. I'm I'm praying it's a microcosm. Yeah. It's hard and it's dirty, um, but I think it's going to be really beautiful. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.